You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity. My name's John. I'm here with my co host, Tiny. Hello. And no matter if you are a man in Oregon making 19 comments on a post about (laughs) quiche. Or becoming the sixth largest military in the world, we are glad you are joining us today. Um, I've had a really excellent week. What about you, Tiny? I've had a pretty good week. That's good. That's um, good. My, my Sunday has. I've had better Sundays. <laughs> it's been a rough day for you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I've had a good week. I did have to to do deliver furniture yesterday in the hundred degree heat in dress clothes and dress shoes, but bummer. <laughs> As such is life, you know. That's why they pay me the big bucks. But I have some very interesting stories this week. I got a lot of Florida stories, so that's good. Per I know usual. That, yeah, always <laughs> makes our audience happy. You know, I got a guy who threatened his neighbors with nunchucks and bug spray, which is do. normal if you live in Florida, right? <laughs> yeah. um, what about Although, you? A bug spray, if I lived in Florida... Yeah. It may not be the worst thing. No, yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of bugs down there. Yeah, you just give me some extra bug spray. <laughs> like, thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe he was using the nunchucks to fight the mosquitoes. Well, today we're going to talk about my man, Mad Mike Hughes. Oh, yeah. He's had a launch that was unfortunately pushed back. Oh, still but, doesn't have time to come on the podcast, though. <laughs> well, I haven't tried in a while. Maybe yeah. I should try again. Ah, let's forget this dude, man. You know, <laughs> okay. like you get one shot to come on the pod. Yeah, we've got better things to yeah. do. We're going places. We don't need Mad Mike anymore. He needs us, so he'll come to us. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, hey, I'm, kudos to him on his quest for finding out if the Earth is flat. You know, I'm still not 100% sure that that's what he's trying yeah. to prove i think no. he's just that's a way for him to get the headlines yeah. i think he's trying to go viral that's <laughs> exactly. really what it's all about and he's come close yeah, now, oh, yeah i don't know if he'll get any closer no to you know unless he does unless he has to prove the world is flat at this point right. to get more famous than he is already i think yeah absolutely yes well i mean good for mad mike but i want to start with this one uh, and this one was posted up in the group this past week. If you're, hey, join our Facebook group because yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. A lot on of in shenanigans. There. I tell yes. you what, you pay somebody make one little post about quiche and thing <laughs> just gets all sideways in there. So <laughs> we also had a very popular post about uh, <laughs> the origin of cornflakes this week, too. That's true. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I stand by my comment in that thread. Okay. Yeah. I do. You go find it if you hadn't found it. I stand by my comment. 
But let's talk about this. A, quote, TV man mysteriously leaves old television sets at Virginia Homes. Oh, okay. In a close encounter of the strangest kind, a mysterious person who was wearing a vintage TV on his head was caught on surveillance camera over the weekend leaving old television sets at homes throughout a Virginia neighborhood. Residents of more than, get this, 50 homes in Henrico County woke up Sunday morning with a tube-style television sitting on their front porch, the Richmond Times-Dispatch reported. Many confused residents checked home security cameras and discovered footage of the bizarre delivery. Quote, it was a guy dressed in a jump spoot. A jump, a jump spoot. <laughs> What's that now? I had a few jump spoots after Taco Tuesday. Okay. A jump suit with a TV on his head. Resident Adrian Garner told Richmond Station WWBT-TV, It's the weirdest thing. He squats down and he just puts the TV there and then he walks off. He did this at over 50 different homes. Wow. He wants to be known as the TV Santa Claus. I don't know. Well, <laughs> so... I would go with satellite claws. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. The maybe the TV man was just ready to strike and put a little humor into our lives. Police <laughs> Lieutenant Matt Pekka said that there may have been more than one masked man dropping off the televisions because just the the ground. Yeah, right. That he he had covered. To cover. They're wondering if maybe there was multiple TV a coordinated effort. Okay. <laughs> yes. To spam everybody's porch with old televisions. Yeah, right. <laughs> Officers went from house to house and collected most of the unwanted sets. WTVR-TV reported the neighborhood faced a similar incident last year when more than 20 old television sets were left outside homes, the television, the station reported. It wasn't immediately clear whether the incidents were connected. Well, uh, what's the chances? It's pretty clear to me. Yeah, I'm no detective here, <laughs> but I'm going to say they're connected. Police told the, dispa- the time dispatch it's yet to be determined if a crime was committed. I mean, I suppose maybe you could get him for littering. Yeah, or trespassing, maybe. But I don't know. And also, I would just like to see a little bit more effort put into the mythology of this character. (laughs) You know, I want to know what his background was. Right. And if he's immortal or not. And... What is the one specific day a year right. that everyone's going to you know, wake up early on TV morning and right. find an old 60s-style box television on their, well, see, on, I, their TV, on their front porch? My initial thought in reading or seeing this in the group was that this was some sort of like art project or something. Right. You know? uh-huh. And I don't know what the significance would be, but maybe they're going to you know, release a video or something like that later about it. Because at one time... When I was in college, they started putting traffic cameras up in Tuscaloosa. We're a little late on the traffic camera curve <laughs> yes. here in Alabama. Surprise, surprise. Well, see, it was uh, it was opposed because you're supposed to be able to face your accuser in court. Right, yeah. But you can't face a camera Right. In well, court, this is before you? even the ticket cameras. These were just, hey, we're monitoring traffic on the major thoroughfares okay. in Tuscaloosa. And there was a guy who would go and stand underneath, the, so he would be on the traffic cameras, and he wore like a yellow suit, and he had a sign that read, me watching you, watching me. Because I, and I don't know, because I don't have cable, like uh, I, I have DirecTV, you know, thanks for sponsoring us, DirecTV, free commercial, but uh, uh, the cable package used to have it where it would cycle through the traffic cameras, and you could sit and be like, "Oh, the bridge is backed up. I need to go the other way, or whatever." Right. And so it cycled through, and you would see him just standing there with it. <laughs> and so we stopped and asked him one day, "What was up?" He's like, "Oh, it's for an art project at school." He's like, "I rec- I put record on, you know, and then I'm all spliced all the video together and do something with it." And I was like, "Well, oh, that's interesting. Okay. How stone do you have to be to come up with this idea?" 
But yeah, good for him. So I don't know. I don't, that's what I thought this guy mm-hmm. was probably doing. The TV bandit or whatever <laughs> yes. you call him. But maybe it's, he could be Max Headroom. <laughs> True. We right. talked about yes, that earlier. That's right, we did. Or maybe, <laughs> how bizarre would it be if it's the same dude that was doing the traffic camera project and he's moved on to TVs now? Maybe. And that would be pretty cool. Or what's that one director? Maybe it could be David Cronenberg. Okay. I, have, I don't even know who that is. He's done a lot of weird movies. Okay. All right. This well, looks like something you would see in a David Cronenberg film. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, good for this dude. I don't feel like he was causing any harm. Just probably came into a bunch of old TVs somehow. Maybe he's just been collecting them. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. This has got to be someone who has access to a lot of TVs. Yeah. Granted, there's not a lot of people out there using these TVs anymore. Yeah, yeah tube TVs have went away. But where, I mean, well, you think, anytime we got rid of a TV, we usually just you know sat it out on the curb. Yeah, that's normal. You yeah. just set it out on the curb or you take it out somewhere and shoot it for fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I figured maybe he just rode around for a couple of years and just started <laughs> getting old TVs. Maybe he was going to do something with them and then decided, hey man, I'd rather, I got to get rid of all these TVs now. I remember years ago when my dad upgraded to a flat screen yeah. and he was trying to give me his old TV, which, and, you know, I had upgraded long before he did. Yeah. And I remember he said, uh, I said, Dad, do you want that TV? And I was like, no. And he was like, well, you could put it in a room. I was like, Dad, we don't, you know, we yeah. don't have anywhere to put that TV. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of people who would, you know, love to have a TV like that. And I was like, no, Dad, there's not. <laughs> really, there's not. I cannot think of a single person right. in a, you know, first world country who right. would want that old 60 pound <laughs> box TV. Well, you know, not one. Shout out to my parents who only, within the last year, upgraded to oh, a flat wow. screen TV. Okay. And all my family comes, well, to my parents' house for Thanksgiving. So our big family, I mean, we'll have like 40 people there or whatever. Right. Always watch the Alabama Auburn game, you know, the the Saturday after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And I just used to always sit there and watch the game with these people and think they're all used to watching flat screen, like HD TV. It's like murder. That's right. It's killing them, you know. It would be. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me because, I, you know, I've watched, I grew up watching all that TV. It doesn't bother me to watch just a, a tube type TV, a game on it. I go on and watch on YouTube now all those old grainy games anyways for my oh, youth. Man. So watching the watching a, a modern day football game on an old TV, would, yeah, I'm right there I, with them. Kill, it would I, kill me. I mean, they were all you know because we're all family, and my family is great. I mean, they're I'd be are, like, you know what? I'm I'm going to yeah. go watch this at Best Buy. I'm just going <laughs> to drive down the road and watch it at Best Buy. That's what I'm going to do. Who's with me? They're all so nice, you know. They never mentioned it or anything. <laughs> yeah. But in my mind, I was like, I know this is driving my cousins up the wall, you know. <laughs> but they're all so kind and nice. And probably, you know, like my cousin Steve, he lives in uh, Oklahoma now, and his, his wife's from Oklahoma. She's mm-hmm. a cheerleader at for the Sooners and all that. You know, I'm like, they're probably just like, well, this is just how it is when you go to Alabama. Hey, you got flat screens down here. You know? I would be sitting there thinking... The very tippy-top row in the upper deck of Brian Denny would be a better seat than this. This is horrible. Yes. So I always thought that was really funny. And so this year, they actually upgraded and have a really nice TV. And so we were able to watch the the previous Iron Bowl on. Awesome. You know, in regular, in the the 21st century, I guess would be the best (laughs) way to put it. So shout out to mom and dad. How much longer until HD becomes like the new standard definition? Yeah, oh, it you won't know? be too much longer. They'll have it for long to just come up on your glasses and you can watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, because well, already, you know, there's 4K TVs mm-hmm. now, which I thought 
1080p was the best you could do. And oh, it would yeah. never be anything beyond that. Oh, yeah. Apparently, there is. When they, the TV industry needs us to go drop another grand exactly. on a new one. That's really all it is, you know? <laughs> yes. like they just hold that back for a few years. Never mind. Like, I was, ex- I mean, it was explained to me in painstaking detail back in 2007 that the human eye could not distinguish a right. better picture than a 1080p screen. Yeah. Well, Right, Apparently the, the, eye, <laughs> the human eye has evolved That's right. and can now see a better picture yeah. on a 4K TV. Yeah, lo and behold. That oh. cost about 4K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyways, this dude, if he comes by, my, my parents still have probably two more tube TVs. <laughs> because, you know, like, yeah. and, and I get it. I get it. You know, if you have a TV that works and you don't mind watching mm-hmm. a tube TV, then why would you get rid of it? You know, I mean, just just to buy another TV. That's not how my family works. You know, we'll use something until it absolutely won't work anymore. Yeah. And the TV that they got rid of, they bought when I was probably in 10th grade. You know, we bought it at the Walmart in Fed. So <laughs> and it had been alive that long, never broke or anything. So. I would like to see this guy start plugging in the TVs to like the outside outlet right. in the carport and turning them on static. Oh, that would be that even, would be yeah, creepy. That would be creepy. You walk <laughs> out and see that, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, static <laughs> is creepy. Ever since that movie where the girl crawled out of the TV, <laughs> yes. yeah, it got real creepy. Yep. Anyways, let's move on. Let's here. move on. I have a story that is not current from this week. Um, I just happened to find it on the internet, and I thought it was. Muy Interesse. I don't even know if that's (laughs) Spanish. But the headline is very captivating. It says, How Pepsi Became the Sixth Largest Military in the World. Okay. Now, you didn't hear me wrong. That's Pepsi. So the soda war got kicked up. I'm sitting here trying to think, okay, what sounds similar to the word military that this article could actually be talking about? (laughs) So... It starts out, says, almost everyone in the world has a favorite soda that they enjoy whenever they get the opportunity. What's your favorite soda? Okay. I'm just going to, anyone who disagrees with this is uh, respectfully mistaken. Okay. But the best way to relax is a bottle of Code Red okay. and a packet of Skittles. Okay. That is maximum refreshment right there. I'm a, I'm a Mellow Yellow man myself. I like Mellow Yellow. Not bad. The, it's hard, getting harder to find. I think Coke's you could spacing a, it out. If you could get a little cherry flavoring in that Mellow Yellow. Oh, uh, no. I'm, stand, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, but is your favorite tasty drink worth giving of a military arsenal big enough to stock a whole country? Huh. Well, at one point in history, the Russians thought so. Okay. So in 19- Maybe this is why they lost the Cold War. <laughs> right. So in 1959, Eisenhower wanted to bring American culture to the Soviet Union and uh, show them the benefits of capitalism. Right. You know? Yes. So to showcase our uh, ideologies as Americans, we arranged the American National Exhibition in Moscow and sent then-Vice President Richard Nixon to attend the opening. But things were about to take a turn for the worse. So Nixon and Soviet leader Khrushchev got into an argument over the topic of capitalism versus communism. (laughs) I kind of saw that one coming. Yeah, who would think either one would be very (laughs) passionate about their side? Yes. Um, Their conversation got so heated that the vice president of Pepsi intervened and offered the Soviet leader a cup of his delicious, delicious sugary beverage. And he drank it. Okay, I know we're talking about Pepsi here, but are you sure this isn't a Coke commercial? No. (laughs) Because this sounds just like a Coke commercial. (laughs) So years later, the people of the Soviet Union wanted to strike a deal that would bring Pepsi products to their country permanently. 
However, there was an issue of how they would pay for their newest beverage, as their money wasn't accepted throughout the world. You well, know, at the time, they don't Russia, have money, do they? Well, they weren't. <laughs> their uh, Russia was pretty much at odds with about everybody in the world, so people weren't really running their currency through their systems. Right. So the clever country decided to buy Pepsi using a universal currency, vodka. <laughs> yes. In the late '80s. Uh, this is the 1980s okay. for everyone playing at home. Greatest decade ever, by the way. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. Oh, I would. Russia's initial agreement to serve Pepsi uh, in their country was about to expire, but this time their vodka wasn't going to be enough to cover the cost. <laughs> they're like, sorry, comrade. <laughs> yeah, they're like, sorry. Hey, look, your vodka's great. We've been having a great time selling it. But it ain't no Pepsi Cola. Right. But our our stock's going through the roof now. You know, Coke just came out with new Coke. They're tanking, you yes. know. All right. We got Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Hadn't set his fire on, hair on fire yet. Yes. <laughs> so This is the Pepsi generation. That's right. So the Russians did what any country would do in desperate times. They traded Pepsi a fleet of submarines and boats for a whole lot of soda. <laughs> Which is interesting because, you know, I grew up in the 80s. And if you had asked my myself in the 80s what they would do, I would say, well, they would take their military and they would go take yeah, Pepsi. Right, you just invade Pepsi. <laughs> you know, that's what you would do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the new agreement included 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer. Wow. The combined fleet was traded for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the historical exchange caused Pepsi to become the sixth most powerful military in the world for a moment before they sold the fleet to, to a Swedish company for scrap recycling. <laughs> How's that for a real thing? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and that's the end of the article, really. Wow. Uh, but I was thinking, like, at that time, Pepsi should have just taken over Atlanta, you know? <laughs> yeah, and like, take this Coke, <laughs> you know? Yes. Take this Coca-Cola. We're going to come this for is, the whole year. This is Petlanta now. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Because if you're from the South and you go to Atlanta, it's all Coke. You oh, can't yeah. get a Pepsi in Atlanta. You know, they will they will laugh at you if you try to get a <laughs> Pepsi. In fact, I was watching the Braves before we started. They drink Powerade. That's a Coke company, you know, yeah, yeah. not Gatorade or anything. Uh -huh. So, yeah, Atlanta is all Coca-Cola all the time. Have you ever been to the world of Coke in Atlanta? I have. It's I have. a really cool place. Twice, actually. I'm a fan. Yeah. The first time I went was on a field trip with Thomas, and they like bring you in and you like watch this video, mm -hmm. and it's like uh you know everybody loves Coke around the world and everything. <laughs> yeah. And like I don't know if it's just being a dad or anything, but it got to the end. I was like, I'm about to cry, you know? <laughs> like, like what a propaganda move by Coca Cola. It really is. I remember the first time I went, I was 12 years old, and I did not drink a Pepsi for a year. Yeah, right. After going to like, Coke. Coke is the most amazing thing <laughs> yes. in the world. I was like, I would not taint my taste no. buds with that Pepsi. Exactly. I want the original, the real thing. Which, I mean, if we're just going Coke versus Pepsi, I like Coke a lot better than Pepsi, you know? Yeah. But if Pepsi had the sixth largest military in the world, <laughs> I, maybe my thoughts would be a little different. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just think that was pretty crazy. They just traded on a bunch of military equipment. Yeah, I like them both. Uh, I was listening to another podcast about Coke and Pepsi, and Pepsi was one of those soft drinks that just you know, slipped through the cracks. Because Coke, for years, 
they had lawyers just go around all over the country and stamp out all these, you know, all their competitors, all these Me Too Coke products. Yeah. And but there were so many people ripping them off that, you know, Pepsi was just one of those that slipped through the cracks. <laughs> and uh, and when they were co- trying to come up with a recipe, the guy who was who was, you know, I think he like, bought it from somebody else and he kept trying to he was changing the recipe and he was wanting to make it sweeter, you know, make it sweeter, make it sweeter. And when you hear about, you know, Coke versus Pepsi, you always hear Pepsi is sweeter. Right. Well, the two guys who were, you know, trying to come up with a formula for him, they brought him one. And he's like, it's still not sweet enough. And, you know, go do it again. So they leave. And at least according to, you know, Business Wars podcast, they left and the guy said, hold on, it's, you know, we're just going to wait two hours. And then they go back in and they tell him, okay, we got, we got a recipe here, but we really don't think you're going to like this one because this one's actually too sweet. And the guy's like, well, let me try it. And he drinks it and he's like, no, I think that's about right. Let's go with that. It was the same one. Same one. (laughs) He just gave it to him two hours later. (laughs) But, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, for Pepsi, smart business move, if you have a chance to get in a country, you know. <laughs> yes. And pretty much have an exclusive market, you yeah. know. A smart move on their part. But I can't imagine how that business deal would go where they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to need $3 billion. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that much vodka. So what are we going to do? And they're like, hey, we'll just give you some submarines, <laughs> you know, a cruiser, a destroyer. You know, and you could do whatever you want to with them, you know. Ammo, too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I need a crew. You know, I'm going to need a crew for each of these boats. I was like, I haven't piloted many submarines, so yeah, I'm going right. to need yeah, how am I gonna get these some home? of them, some of the uh, captains. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, let's do a, let's do a deal then. I don't know. <laughs> how billion. is this not a Pepsi commercial? It should be. It should be. Absolutely. And I want the CEO of Pepsi or whoever to look at the camera when it's done and say, you're welcome, Reagan. <laughs> Right, you know, right. We helped with the fall of communism. First of all, we kept Nixon and Khrushchev out of a fist fight, and then years later, we weakened their military by offering them Pepsi products they couldn't pay for. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, Pepsi makes Mountain Dew, so I feel like Russians are the rednecks of Eastern Europe. (laughs) Yes. So you know, I don't know if Mountain Dew's going gangbusters over there, but they should definitely kick it up you know so well let's see we got another article here how about this a woman gives birth to triplets after hospital visit for what she thought was kidney stones oh okay well (laughs) now i've never had kidney stones i have heard they are no joke yeah no i I haven't either my father-in-law has who happens to be taking a nap on my couch right now oh that's who that guy was yeah i'm sorry yeah didn't introduce you but i'm not waking my father-in-law up (laughs) right uh, yeah, he's had them before, and I know they are bad because uh, he's like one of the toughest people I've ever seen in my life, and um, I've seen him be in some really serious pain. Well, anyway, a South Dakota woman felt something painful in her abdomen, so she went to a hospital thinking she would need surgery to break up kidney stones. Turns out she was pregnant. Oh, wow. Danette Glitz had no idea that once she got to the hospital, she would later give birth to triplets. So not just one baby. How do you, I don't know. I'm not a woman. I've never had a baby, but how do you not know you have a baby? I don't know. Apparently there's a show about it. I've Uh never actually stopped to watch it, but I've just seen it in the guide say, didn't know know I was pregnant or whatever. Deidre works, you know, she's a NICU nurse and she's mentioned before without violating HIPAA laws that (laughs) people have came in and didn't know they were pregnant. Wow. That's crazy. Right. Anyway, she says, uh, I started getting pains and I figured it was kidney stones because she's gone through kidney stones before. 
She took a urinalysis test and later learned that it wasn't kidney stones, but it, she was in labor. Wow. Wow. <laughs> she was told that she was about to give birth to twins. She and Austin Glitz were about to double the amount of children in their household once they had they had already had two together. Now, she's got to be a big woman. Is there a picture in there? Well, okay, I don't know if this is the picture, but uh, if that's her, she's actually not. Oh, come on. You can't have three babies in you if you're not a big woman and not know. It's probably a Getty image. I don't okay, know. all right. <laughs> but anyway... Yeah. <laughs> it was quiet. We thought they were done, Danette said. Then over there, kind of like rocking, like thinking of the names. And then she was like, well, we need another blanket. And his reaction is like, excuse me, put it back. No, I was told I have twins. I'm not doing triplets. She's like, no, there's three babies in here. You have triplets. Wow. In a matter of four minutes, three children arrived into the world. Austin Glitz named them Blaze, Gypsy, and Nikki. Oh, take them kids away from them. <laughs> take them away from them right now. They don't need them. Take them away from them. Nikki's okay. <laughs> Two girls in a... You don't like Blaze? No, I don't like Blaze at all. No. I like Blaze. No. It's also an excellent uh, Nick Jr. cartoon for preschoolers. <laughs> <Right>, it is. <laughs> <laughs> one of the glitch children before the hospital visit, one of the children before the hospital visit, Ronnie said that he had wished of having two sisters and a brother. So it's almost like, oh, Ronnie, we're blaming it on you now. <laughs> did, he, did he have a fairy godmother that just popped know. up out of nowhere and said, you don't hear Ronnie too much as a name anymore for kids, you know? No. Ronnie's a good name. I like Ronnie. Ronnie will get in some trouble, you know, but that's a good name. Okay, I'm. you know what? I'm going to regret this, but what do you think is a better name, Ronnie or Earl? I love Earl. <laughs> I, that is, that I wanted to name Thomas Earl, and Deidre wouldn't let me. Earl is a good name. Thank you, Deidre. Earl will fix the carburetor on your lawnmower. <laughs> You know, he's a good guy. But you know? Earl will also, like, drink all your beer. Oh, absolutely. And get in a fight with your yeah, aunt. Right. You get Earl and Ronnie <laughs> together, you know, in between, like, fixing up an old square body Chevy truck, they're going to cause some havoc. Yeah. Well, anyway, this little kid, Ronnie, he says, one time I seen a shooting star, and I wished for a baby brother, and then I wished for two sisters for my little sister because she always wanted a little sister, and I knew this day was going to come, Ronnie said. R Ronnie's a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> this I'm telling you, this kid's got a fairy godmother. <laughs> the prophet either that, Ronnie. Either that or he found like a lamp somewhere right. and rubbed it and uh, the ghost of Robin Williams popped out <laughs> and started granting wishes. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> <laughs> the father said that he was still trying to wrap his head around what happened. <laughs> me too. Yeah. I, yeah. Even when they were leaving the hospital, once we left the hospital, she's out of the hospital and I know she's okay and I'm overwhelmed I'm overwhelmed, honestly. It's still exploding in my sit my head, Austin said. Then there was the mother, who said the whole event was crazy, especially since she got admitted to the hospital for something completely different. Yeah, she went there for kidney stones. She went for kidney stones. You don't ever see triplets being conceived naturally, let alone going 34 weeks without knowing. So everyone was like, I can't believe it. I'm like, we're still in shock. Trust me. I know what you mean. I Like, I was going... To the doctor thinking I'll have surgery for kidney stones, and I end up going into labor with a C-section that night. It's crazy. Wow. The Glitz family said that family and friends and even complete strangers have donated supplies during their unexpected <laughs> uh, family. 
It's amazing a small town, how many people will come together for stuff that's not expected. I'll agree with that. Small towns are great. You know, they'll, they'll, people will step up and help you out. But and I will say it's three cute little babies. I'm sure they're adorable. The you know, again, now <laughs> I'll just let you be the judge. Like, that's, that's the family right there. Oh, there's so many jokes I could say, but. But she's not a big woman. No. How do you not? For 34 weeks, like, I got a belly on me. You know, I look like I'm pregnant. <laughs> yes. Okay. You know, but it happened very gradually over years, mm-hmm. not over 34 weeks. You got to go, look, something's in there. I'm right? telling you, these are not human children. This was the result <laughs> right. of a wish this that is... was granted to their son, Ronnie. Ronnie tapped into the demon world. <laughs> you know? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean,. I don't know. But if I was the dad, you know, like if I if, if I didn't you, have any you've twins. You've got two kids. Like, okay, me, yeah. I've got two kids. Right. If my And my wife sometimes has had kidney stones before. Okay. If she went to the hospital for kidney stones, and then a few days later we're going home with three new kids, yeah. I would be shocked too. Well, I think I would be, of course, yeah, definitely shocked. But I would be like, oh, wow, so you only made one baby? I made three. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. feels bad for you, you know, sorry. You can't get the job done as efficiently as me. And I named my son Blaze. <laughs> right, little Blaze. That kid's going to be on a travel ball team playing and baseball. The sisters are Gypsy and Nikki. Yeah, Gypsy's horrible. I'm, I'm sorry for all our listeners named Gypsy out there. That is not a horrible name, okay? What about Nikki? I Nikki's mean, okay. I mean, there is, is that Prince song, Darling a, Nikki, that's say, probably... Is she destined to be a, a dancer <laughs> a of dancer, sorts? Possibly. You know. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's talk about another, you know, since we're on the miracle of childbirth here. Yes. Let's talk about a Pennsylvania story here. Um, a couple in Pennsylvania is charged for faking the birth and death of their baby to scam gifts and donations from family and friends. Oh, no. As cops reveal a photo they posted of their newborn was just a doll. <laughs> Okay, now, you lock guess, him up. Lock him up. You want to guess how many gifts and donations they got? <sighs> you know what? I really don't. I don't want to guess. Just tell me. Well, six hundred dollars. <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> don't lock him up. <laughs> um, Casey K A Y C E E and Jeffrey with a G Lang <laughs> were both charged on Thursday with theft by deception and receiving stolen property after details of their elaborate scheme emerged. Police say Casey, who is 23, faked being pregnant, shared photos on Facebook of her growing baby bump, and revealed she and her 27-year-old husband were having a boy. Friends hosted a baby shower for the couple in May, and they were given a number of gifts before Casey claimed she needed to be on bed rest for the final two months of her pregnancy. That happened to Deidre, and if this video doesn't keep popping up, I'm going to throw my phone across the room. (laughs) I'm trying to read this article. The couple revealed to family and friends on July 3rd that their son, Easton Walt Lang... Easton's not a good name either. That's a baseball bat company. (laughs) Uh, had been born, and they even posted a photo of the baby on Facebook. But Casey and Jeffrey revealed soon after that their baby boy had tragically died in the hours after the birth. In an online obituary, the couple said Easton was born at Coney Mall Memorial Hospital at 311 a.m., weighing 7 pounds. Easton's parents were blessed with just over... $500,000 
five hours before he went to his heavenly home at 8.20 a.m., the obituary said. Easton experienced holding hands and hugs and kisses with his mommy and daddy and being told uncountable numbers of I love yous. And a GoFundMe page, naturally, was quickly Mm -hmm. established to raise funds for Easton's funeral and a memorial service was held after the couple said they cremated their son. Have they done this before? (laughs) I don't think so. Casey's friend Cynthia Deliasco told uh, WTAE that the couple said the official cause of death was a respiratory distress syndrome after the baby was born with fluid on his lungs. And this is a quote from... So they've done their research. <laughs> yeah, this is a quote from Cynthia. The baby had fluid in his lungs, but they gave him back to her and said he'll be fine. I knew that just didn't seem right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it don't seem right. <laughs> gonna have, hey, you guys work this out on your own. Baby got a little fluid on his lungs. It's okay. It's going to be just fine. <laughs> Deliasco said she was suspicious of their story and called the funeral home. When she was told there was no account matching the name of Easton Lang, Deliasco said she contacted the police. Uh-oh. Authorities said during their investigation, they uncovered a newborn look-alike baby doll in the couple's home. Police said the doll appeared to match the photo of the baby posted on Facebook. Oh, man. Authorities, <laughs> Yes. Authorities also found no official record of the baby's birth or death, and friends said the couple had previously spoken of losing a baby years earlier. A photo of Casey's Facebook page showed a sonogram image from 2015, uh, the GoFundMe said donations given to the Lang would be refunded. This type of behavior, this is a quote from GoFundMe, this type of behavior is not tolerated on GoFundMe. <laughs> we will fully cooperate with law enforcement officials during their investigation, and we will issue full refunds to all donors, they said. The campaign received 15 donations totaling $550. So not a lot of friends on there are <laughs> yeah. stepping up to help their fake baby death. That's why I was asking if they've done this before. Like, yeah. I wonder if people were just on to them. Well, it sounded know? like old uh, Diliasco or whatever. She had it out for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she called the cops and everything. Wow. So, I don't know why why you would do that, you know? Well, I know why you would do that. It was about money. Yeah, get a little cash. <laughs> yes. Right. But that's a horrible thing to do. Well, you seem like you would have to have a fake memorial service, right? Well, unless all their friends were online friends. Yeah, true. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, I don't know. I have no idea. But, you know, shame on these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't trust a Jeffrey with a G anyways. <laughs> Everybody knows that. And Casey. And a K-A-Y-C-E-E. Yeah. yeah that's tough. Can't trust them. But mm-hmm. for all the people out there who actually are struggling to have children mm-hmm. or have lost a child, an infant, you know. Yeah. It's horrible that anybody would try to do that just to make a little cash, you know. Mm-hmm. And they deserve to be ridiculed and ostracized from their friends and family for the rest of their life. You yes. Know? Like if somebody did that to me, I would be so upset with them. <laughs> would you? you know? <laughs> would I would you? be like, look, I can't talk to you for a long time. Anyways. I tell you, and you know what? Like, if, I mean, if this was somebody who was, I don't know, in my family and I couldn't get away from them. Like I was yeah. just going to see them yeah. at the holidays. I would con like any time they asked me for something. Like if they asked me to pass the ketchup, I would be like, "Okay, do you really have a hamburger? Right. Is this really for yes. your hamburger?" Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Never trust them ever again." <laughs> yes. Hey, can you jump my car off? Is your battery really dead? <laughs> I gotta go out here and watch you try to crank it once. You know, <laughs> yes. before I'm moving my car around there, get my jumper cables out of the trunk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Can Are I you- borrow fifty cents for a for a drink? Are you really thirsty? <laughs> yeah, right. How do I, I know you're really thirsty? I 
would be like, hey, you still owe me money, you know? <laughs> yes. Like, no, no, I can't give you anything. You still owe me money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this would be terrible, but like, you, if you ever do have another kid and you're telling the family and then they, you know, say something, be like, oh man, you know, our, our kid has, uh, some kind of disease and we need like money from you <laughs> yes. for some kind of experimental treatment. <laughs> yeah. Like you have a baby shower and you invite them to it and you're like, Hey, I'm going to need double gifts from y'all. <laughs> yeah. yes. I need two packs of diapers from you guys. Okay. You're not getting off easy. Y'all still owe me. Oh man. This is earth oddity. Well, we teased it earlier, so let's go ahead and talk about a flat earther's homemade rocket was grounded due to bad water heater that he got from Craigslist. That's tough. <laughs> I know. Somebody had posted up, I don't remember who it was, but shout out. Somebody had posted up in the group that they were that he was gonna have a launch yeah. Sunday. Now that's not today, that's last Sunday. But apparently he, he got grounded. He got grounded. Oh. Mad Mike Hughes self-described on his Facebook page as the king of daredevils. Mm. Evil Knievel is going to have something to say about that, right? <laughs> well, not anymore. Yeah, but still, like, you can't just say you're better than Evil Knievel. <laughs> this man ain't jumped Snake River Canyon, you know? <laughs> well, anyway... Uh, he's a flat-earth conspiracy theorist, an amateur rocketeer who planned to launch a rocket over California's Mojave Desert on Monday, but he never got off the ground. Now, he's done this before. Right, yeah. So, you know, let's just, to anyone listening to this who, for some reason, has not heard the story, he's already launched one rocket. Yeah. So he's not com- he's not a total noob. Right. You could go find that episode. Yes. We, we have it. It's, I mean, that was the one we interviewed Tiger Woods on. So just go find that episode. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he was thwarted by a faulty water heater that he got from Craigslist. <laughs> Who would have thought <laughs> that you could trust a water heater off Craigslist? I think I don't, it might get into it in the thing, but how do you power a water heater in your rocket? You know? I'm not because they're either electric or gas, right? <laughs> I'm not a rocket surgeon. I don't true, know. true. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he had planned to launch his homemade steam powered rocket five thousand feet into the air, which you know he could just I don't know, get a plane ticket. True. But yeah. anyway. But 5,000 is not a lot to figure it's out not. if the earth is flat. It's right? not a lot. Yeah. Anyway, he could go to like the top floor yeah. of like the tallest building in the world and be higher than that. Uh, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this is just like uh, we're we're working out the kinks to be able to go to the level we need to see into yeah, the troposphere. And at some point, like, I mean... I know, I know. There's people who have their their issues with NASA. Yeah. He's probably one of them. Oh, you think so? But I think there's a reason they don't use steam power to try to get into space <laughs> right. anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you got to put out some force with steam power. I just think the technology is limiting. Well, there. yeah, and water's heavy too to convert <laughs> to steam. Yes. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of downside here. I don't know if this is the guy we want deciding if the Earth's <laughs> flat or not. <laughs> Anyway, of course, it does say here that he previously launched in March to an altitude of 1,800 feet yeah. aboard his steam-powered rocket. Still cool that he can do that. It's really cool. You know? It yeah. is. Also, I feel like if my if Mike was here with us, he would he would correct me. It was it was 1,875 feet. Oh I, yeah, I kind of yeah, get that 75. 75. That's almost 1,900. Okay. <laughs> yes. In media coverage of his 2018 launch, various publications stated that Hughes was launching to see the Earth's curvature for himself. 
It's not visible at the altitude that Hughes had hoped to reach this month. However, he had told Space.com that he was launching to this higher altitude simply because he's a daredevil. So he's, I guess he's oh, kind yeah. of backing off the whole no, flat Earth thing. Yeah. Okay. How, I mean, like, <laughs> you know, for our flat Earth friends, I'm glad you believe flat, the Earth is flat. Yes. But I think it's saying something when Mad Mike is distancing himself <laughs> from your movement. You know? I mean... <laughs> His publicist, Darren Schuster, told Space.com on Monday that the faulty water heater that Hughes had bought for $325 off of Craigslist. Wow, I think you could get a new one for just about the same price. Especially if you're willing to convert to electric. Right, yeah. <laughs> that is... Anyway... He wasn't able to heat the water to 400 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 200 degrees Celsius for all of our European fans. Yeah, that's right. The temperature required to create the steam to propel the rocket. Hughes paid 50 bucks for the nose cone of the rocket, which he plans to launch off the back of a semi-truck. He was gifted. Uh, so he was given the truck. Yeah. The launch sponsored by HUD, a commitment-free dating app, oh, <laughs> will be what? filmed. What? I didn't know. I've never heard of HUD. I wonder how long it, I wonder how much it, it costs to get to sponsor a rocket. I don't you know. know. You think we could sponsor a rocket? I mean, if it's slap an Earth Oddity sticker on that thing, <laughs> I would be all about this. Yes. Yeah. I want to be the first podcast in if, space. I will put up 50 bucks if we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's going to cut down the cost of his water heater. You know? <laughs> it will. About $50. Significantly. Yeah. <laughs> and we need a, a one foot by one foot sticker right on the side of it. Well, it was supposed to be filmed as part of an upcoming Discovery Channel series featuring Hughes. I appreciate the support, the love, and the excitement from everybody, and a delay will not stop my mission. The rocket is in place, and it needs a leak plugged up, so weekend is a go. Now, okay. I wonder if that was, I wonder if he's launching tomorrow. Maybe. He could be. I he don't know. Be. Well, you know, good for Mad Mike, or Mad Mike, not yeah. Mad Max. Totally different. <laughs> different. Totally different cobbling stuff together out of leftover Equal, parts. Equally impressive. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> but but I've already told him how to figure out if the Earth's flat, and that's we just strap some iPhones on the side of a weather balloon and send that bad boy up and live stream it. Well, iPhones are built with fisheye lenses. Are they? So. <laughs> are they for real? Well, I feel like that's what we're going to okay. be told, whether whatever, they are or not. Whatever camera you want to get, you know, <laughs> yes. and just live stream it, back it up on your cloud so the government doesn't get it and tear it down. And then yeah. let's just see, you know. I happen to think the Earth's round, but I don't care if people think it's flat. It doesn't bother me at all. Well, you know, we have a friend who's a flat. And I, we do. I wish you would come on so bad, <laughs> you know? I feel like if he got in a SpaceX rocket and got to go up on the Dragon capsule himself, yeah. that he would think it was a simulator. Probably. You know? Yeah. Just the, the way he argues, I, yeah. I, I don't know how you could convince him. Yeah, I don't think he's open to the possibility right. of being wrong. I am. Like, if, yeah. if if tomorrow it all comes out that the Earth's flat, I'm going to be like, that's great. I'm going to work. You know? I, all right. <laughs> hey, we live on a flat Earth. Okay. <laughs> and I would be, you, know? I, I, you know, at that point, I'd be like, and you know what, Gabe? I'm with you. I'm yeah. not going to believe anything that anyone tells me from now on. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> And all we got to do is just send some stuff up on some weather balloons. I feel like we could cure this, you know? Yes. You know, there's. I've read something else that, you know, we've gone to space. What's, I mean, well, we've, we've gone to space a lot of times. We've yeah. gone to the moon six times. Yes. If you believe that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, we all, the moon's fake anyway. <laughs> but they placed mirrors on the moon, and they say that any amateur could can yeah. point a laser and yeah. bounce it back. I wonder if we could do that. Yeah, probably. 
if anyone has, we got to have a heck of a laser pointer, though. <laughs> you know, if anyone has any friends who like, you know, are science I do. professors, I, I or know somebody. a guy. I know, I know a guy. At one time, the community college in <laughs> Fed, Alabama, yeah. had the largest telescope of any college in Alabama, including four-year colleges. Wow! Because of Doc Roberson. What's up, Doc? I don't know that you're listening, mm-hmm. but I love Doc and. I could tell you all kind of crazy stuff about Doc, and I will off air. But uh, <laughs> we should just. But he had the lasers yeah. where you could do all that stuff. We with. should just recreate this experiment. Yeah, yeah, Doc, give me a call. Yeah, man. give me a call, Doc. Anyway, he says that uh, he does believe that the Earth is flat, but the flat Earth has nothing to do with the steam-powered rocket. It never will. It never will. I'm a daredevil. Oh. So he's transitioning yes. from flat earth truther into daredevil for his discovery show. Because uh, Discovery's in on the conspiracy, <laughs> you know, yes. on the round earth conspiracy, and they don't want him bringing it out. They got round earth in their logo, you know. Says that he gave another motivation for his latest launch attempt, President Donald Trump. Oh. This launch is about my personal desire to inspire my fellow Americans to help make this country great again, he said in a press statement ahead of his launch. Oh. Adding that he hopes his achievement will garner an invitation to the White House for himself and his launch crew. Well, I feel like he could just get connected with some porn stars and get an invite to the to the White House. He says, quote, Trump is the greatest president since there's ever been a president. Okay, now that's a little much. <laughs> you know, Hughes added in his statement, I intend to spread the word about MAGA with my homegrown steam-powered band Rocket. I am the homegrown rocket man. <laughs> homegrown rocket man. He's homegrown something, I guarantee you. While flat earth conspiracies are unequivocally false, the debunked theories have enjoyed a resurgence as of late. Now, th- this comes from Newsweek. So. Oh, yeah. Well, they're in on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A YouGov poll from earlier this year indicated that a third of Americans aged 18 to 24 were unsure of the shape of our planet, despite scientific proofs. One third is a lot. (laughs) It is. Again, the only thing you can prove is math. Right. So I I feel like we kind of use the proof and confirmed loosely in internet culture. (laughs) And, you know, when I... I mean, I don't want to get into a flat earth debate, but when I've debated this with our friend, I've brought up the fact that, hey, some of the math on this is a little shady that you guys are doing. Yes. And I'm like, you know, math is math. You can't really manipulate it. Right. You know, like one plus one equals two has been that way since the beginning of time. And if you believe in God like I do, then you have to believe God created math, you know, and physics. Unless God wrote a simulation oh. and we're in the simulation. <laughs> Maybe that's it. You cracked the code. <laughs> if that's the case, yeah. then uh, physical laws could be fixed with nothing more than a cheat code. True. Right? True. Up, up, up down, up, down. down. Left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, start. <laughs> and boom, you got 30 lives. That's right. You got, unlimited, you got everlasting life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Jesus came to give us everlasting lives. He brought the Konami code. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, Jesus, uh, I hope this isn't. Are you about to blaspheme? I hope not. I was going to say, forgiveness through Jesus' sacrifice is akin to Mario jumping up and down on the turtle. Uh, yes. <laughs> like hundreds of times. Yes. That's that's not a that's not that's not heresy or anything. That's just an yeah. analogy, yeah, right? There you go. Yeah. So that's pretty good. <laughs> well, um, you know, like I said, I don't care if the earth's flat or round. Right. It really has no bearing to me. You know, I'm not 
I kind of would like it to be flat. I really would. I too. don't think it is, but I, I kind of like that. Yeah, I don't think it is because I can see other planets, <laughs> but yes. and I serve a God of order. But <laughs> whatever, you know. Yes. If it is, if God decided that the Earth needed to be flat and everything else needed to be round, I'm totally cool with that. You know, hey, well, that's fine with me. And if you're into flat Earth. I'm not ridiculing you any more than I would ridicule you if you had a kid named Blaze, all right? (laughs) Which, honestly, it doesn't even bother me. You know, you can name (laughs) your kids whatever you want to. You can believe the earth is whatever shape you want to. I don't care at all. So I'm just making jokes here. Don't get mad and, you know, turn off the podcast and never listen to us again because I don't really care. (laughs) Right. Because it doesn't really affect me at all. Like I said, I'm going to have to go to work tomorrow no matter the shape of the earth. So, Um, But let's move on to... Our favorite part of the earth. Yes. The state of Florida. All right. Go Gators. All right. For 13 days until football season starts. Well, really for Southeastern Conference football to start. So this comes out of newspress.com. And it says, a North Fort Myers man attacked a friend with a sword after an argument Mm -hmm. over penmanship. (laughs) Okay. That's that's understandable. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I bet he was using bad grammar, too. <laughs> probably. Uh, Sean Taylor, 54, is accused of assaulting the victim after a drunken argument over his penmanship. <laughs> the two were drinking at Taylor's apartment on Hart Drive in North Fort Myers, the report said. Imagine that. Yeah. And after arguing, Taylor told the victim he wanted to have sex with him. <laughs> okay. It's going to make up. <laughs> Now, I don't know what kind of sword fighting they're talking here now. <laughs> now that I'm getting into this article. <laughs> the victim declined his advances, according to the report. Taylor left the room and returned with a sword and sliced at the victim. Oh, no. The victim fled the residence and was found by someone who then called for help. And he was treated for wounds on his forearms. So he connected with that slice. So was it a... Uh... Okay, who's doing the slicing? Is this the dude who... Taylor's doing the slicing. And is he the one... He was the mad. The other guy is with bad penmanship. No, the other guy was mad at Taylor because he said, hey, you write like an idiot. You okay. Know, like, you write like an eight-year-old. Yes. I can't read your handwriting. Taylor was like, hey, buddy, I think my handwriting's okay. Let's make up and have sex. <laughs> you know? And his buddy's like... Ah, you know, not 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 want to have sex with anyone who writes like you do. And so <laughs> At Taylor, which point? yeah, goes and gets the sword, comes back, apparently cuts him on the forearm. <laughs> yes, classic lover story. <laughs> you know, lovers quarrel that happens in a relationship. He who has not uh, gotten to an argument over penmanship, over penmanship, and then failed sexual advances <laughs> that led to a sword fight, cast, cast the first, first stone, stone. exactly. <laughs> The victim said they had known Taylor for seven years and identified him from a photograph of the person who attacked him. And Taylor was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon, and he remained in Lee County Jail on a $25,000 bond. So just let that be a lesson to all of you kids out there. Work on your handwriting, okay? (laughs) Okay. And maybe, you know, your romance game, too, you know? (laughs) Just saying. Well, okay, um... Our next story here, there's there's one thing that I really want to talk about. If you have kids, you may want to shoo them out of the room for a minute because I want to talk about dick sweat. Okay. All right. 
It's a common. I mean, it's been so hot, man. <laughs> when, like I told I you, say, I delivered furniture all day yesterday. I know all about it. Well, now everyone knows that when I say dick sweat, I'm right. talking about former U.S. Representative Ambassador Dick Sweat. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh, totally wrong path here. Okay. Ooh, man, I'm talking about it. it was a gold bond day yesterday. Man, it was bad. He has. Uh, he's recently thrown his support behind presidential candidate Biden. Oh, okay. Yes. I would imagine Dick Sweat would be a Trump guy. You know, you would think little Dicky Sweat. <laughs> anyway, a top New Hampshire Democrat is throwing his support behind former Vice President Joe Biden in the first of the nation primary. Former U.S. Representative Ambassador Dick Sweat <laughs> endorsed the current primary frontrunner. You got to change your name. Well, you know. <laughs> now hold on. I'm, he's probably inherited that name from some long line. Of, of oh, sweats. yeah. I know some sweats. I'm <laughs> yes. friends with good I graduated high school with a sweat. Well, this dick sweat served two <laughs> terms in the U.S. House in the early 1990s. He said Biden would be ready to be president on day one. And he said Biden was the best chance Democrats have to defeat the incumbent. It was a tough decision process from the numbers, but... The character, it was an easy one, Dick Sweat said. <laughs> Joe has the experience, the long-standing experience and <laughs> dedication of a lifetime. Dick Sweat joins a growing list of other top New Hampshire Democrats, including former Governor John Lynch and former U.S. Representative Carol Shea Porter, who endorsed Biden. So Dick Sweat he is all is, in. He's all about, <laughs> he's, he's all in okay. on Joe Biden. Well, you got to change your name. <laughs> Dick Sweat. He's all in Joe Biden. <laughs> so shout out to my buddy, Brian Sweat. We graduated <laughs> high school together. Yes. Brian's a great guy. Owns some pharmacies around here, uh, around town. Uh, love Brian. Big, big, super duper awesome dude. His dad, who is a retired general, his name is Basil. Um, Basil okay. Owen Sweat. And mm -hmm. in the phone book, when you would look up his, you know, used to, nobody had a cell phone, so you had to look <laughs> yeah. up a phone number. Yeah, there used to be this thing, kids, called a, which, why are you listening to this? Right, if yeah. you're still here, yeah. there was this thing called phone book. And you would look up his name and it would say B.O. Sweat. <laughs> you know? Yes. Now, shout out to Brian, like I say. And, uh, yeah, so when I would call Brian or whatever, I always laughed, you know. Of course, <laughs> Mr. Sweat's one of the nicest dudes yeah. ever in the world. I, I always loved him. So, love that whole family. They're good people. Do you ever call and you're like, I'm trying to find B.O. Sweat? <laughs> no, I would never. His dad, <laughs> Brian, too. Brian is like, you know, I don't know. He's probably six seven. His dad's just as tall as dad played like college basketball and stuff. Wow. And I was like intimidated by him. Yeah. Yeah. He was a teacher for a while, too. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, uh, no, I don't know how big Dick Sweat is. I just would say, you got to change your name if it's Dick Sweat. <laughs> I can understand Brian. I can even understand B.O. Sweat, you know? <laughs> yes. But you got to change it if it's Dick Sweat. <laughs> There's no way you can't change it. Well, apparently there is. And like, his parents, come on. You got to know. Well, it says that he served two terms in the right. House. So people, I mean, imagine those campaign point, signs. At some point, there were hundreds of people holding up signs saying, vote for Dick Sweat. Yeah, vote Dick Sweat. <laughs> I'm for Dick Sweat. <laughs> Re-elect Dick Sweat. <laughs> yes. Re-elect Dick Sweat. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. God. I would have changed my sign to erect Dick Sweat. <laughs> if he had a son. You know, like if I went to high school with a son, I would call him Ball Sweat all the time. <laughs> like, you're Dick Sweat. You got to be Ball Sweat. Your daddy's Dick Sweat. You're definitely Ball Sweat. Better than Taint Sweat. I'll say that much. <laughs>
<laughs> it ain't no thing. It ain't no thing. <laughs> oh, boy. It has been hot lately, though. It's hot right now. I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. You got to change your name. You got to. Or you got to go by Richard. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't let anybody shorten that ever. Ever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got we got another. Story. I got one more, one more. <clears throat> from uh, America's favorite news work news network. If you're a Southern Baptist, Fox News, of course. Florida man threatens neighbors with nunchucks and bug spray, <laughs> but only injures himself. Want to <laughs> shout out to our contributing editor Todd for sending me this story, and um, a Florida man wielding nunchucks and bug spray tried to quiet a group of noisy neighbors, spraying them and threatening to open fire on the revelers. <laughs> but the only person he ended up injuring in the crazed quest for quiet was himself. <laughs> Larry Adams, who was, you want to guess how old he was? Uh, 63. 61. Oh, man. And this is Larry's picture right here. Oh, not, yeah. not what I would imagine him looking like. He yeah. doesn't look 61, too, by the way. looks pretty good. Yeah, he's aged well. Yeah. Yeah, well, they say black don't crack, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was arrested after the bizarre confrontation, which residents said was sparked by loud music coming from a car outside a Daytona Beach apartment complex late Monday night. Oh, one, that is aggravating. Yeah. One neighbor told the station Adams initially tried to frighten the group, but the bid backfired literally when he struck the car frame with the nunchucks and the martial arts weapon unexpectedly <laughs> bounced off the vehicle's body and smashed into his face. He does have a little bit of a black eye here, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, like it's a little swollen up on him. Why nunchucks? I don't know. I mean, unless I mean maybe that's been, just what he had around. Well, like he'd been like, to a flea market or something. Well, I mean, unless you've been like trained right. in the art of the nunchaku, <laughs> you know. I mean, you got to pass over the two by four, the yeah. tire iron, the pistol. I mean, he's in Florida. He's got to have a gun, <laughs> yes. right? I, there are so many things. There are things in this closet right here. I'm looking yeah, around that right. I would grab. No, there's a few over. firearms in here. I don't know if you see them, but there are. <laughs> I would grab that over nunchucks, you know, I, that shoe, that boot right there yeah i feel like i could put a beat down on somebody better with that than her nunchucks <laughs> so one of the uh witnesses at the event her name was cc sylvester told fox 35 that was funny i was like <laughs> suffering succotash <laughs> i was like this man really just hit himself with the nunchucks <laughs> which you know that make you matter anybody <laughs> who's played with nunchucks though you've hit yourself <laughs> true, true i know i have yes <laughs> adams also threatened to shoot the group and douse them with roach spray <laughs> according to the station officers okay you know what you should have started with the roach spray and yeah. from there gone to the yeah, pistol you, you, should, you should have left the nunchucks out <laughs> Officers responded to the scene after Adams and his neighbor called the police on each other. When cops arrived, they noted Adams had a cut on his forehead and a subsequent check of his home revealed a nunchuck, an empty can of roach spray, and a box containing a loaded semi-automatic handgun magazine. It was not clear if Adams owned a gun or if he had one in his dwelling. So they only found... <laughs> they only found the clip. That's right. Or the magazine. Um, He's got it hidden somewhere. Yeah, you know, like gun You know, gun people get really mad if you call it a clip. <laughs> yes. You know, they like... It's, they're, they are as bad as people that are like King James only. <laughs> I know. If you say the wrong word. Sorry, gun people. Yeah. I yeah. meant magazine. Yeah, they're coming after you. <laughs> I can't believe you said clip. <laughs> I'm so Golly. sorry. Get your NRA card <laughs> cut in half. <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? If the NRA doesn't get his act together, it may not be around much longer anyway. True. 
Adam was booked into the Volusia County Jail on charges of aggravated battery and aggravated assault, according to the station. And the manager of the apartment complex told Fox 35, Adams is set to be evicted. Uh Uh-oh. So they're kicking him out. Man. All over some loud music, which I get it. Yeah. I mean, I lived in apartments and everything. If you're trying to sleep and somebody's having a good time, you know, out in the parking lot or beside you, it'll drive you up the wall. Yeah. You know, but... You just don't go out and spray them with roach spray and <laughs> hit yourself with nunchucks. You know, he's trying to act all cool. He probably whipped them around a few times. <laughs> yeah. and then he hit the bumper of the car and came back and hit him. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Tough oh, look man. for that guy. Tough look for him. I was about to say, Be- Bebop, he had more respect among the Foot Clan than that dude. <laughs> yes. So we're ready to do some community news. Yeah. All right, so we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. On the website, you can order the spice and the chip cutter for potatoes, all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, and it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. So imagine you're having a baby shower for your <laughs> fake baby. You whip up. Or maybe you're having a baby shower for your kidney stones. For your kidney stones. You whip up a batch of homemade potato chips, and everybody there is going to forget about the fact that you <laughs> scammed them out of $600 and gifts yeah. when they taste those beautiful, amazing Cajun Curl chips. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the spice and the chip cutter, but you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. Um, here locally in the Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it's available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, South Finest Meats, <laughs> and Mark's Mart in Northport and Piggly Wiggly in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel like Hulk Hogan in American Flag Speedo um, making love to Thomas Jefferson while you enjoy your meal. Or like you're on that uh, front destroyer with the six submarines following you drinking a Pepsi. You're drinking a Pepsi. You just ended communism. Cajun Curl is all natural. It has low salt to it. It's got a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out. Use the promo code EOP10. Once again, that's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Uh, for community news this week, there is no community news. Oh, <laughs> so, oh man. Uh, if you haven't left us a review, we would uh, encourage you to leave us a review because we need something to talk about. Yeah. If right. you've already left a review and you just want to send us an email and yeah. tell us something, you can do that and we'll read that here. Yeah. And. I don't, we could talk about how hot it is, you know, not only right now, but just in <laughs> yeah. general. 
it's been like 100 degrees every day. And living in Alabama, that's kind of just what you get used to this time of the year. Yeah. But man, it's not fun. No. I mean, every year, like in the spring, when I break out my old man sun visor and put it <laughs> in my car, people make fun of me. But this time of the year, when it, they're all getting in their car and they can't touch their steering wheel, I can. So mm-hmm. just saying jokes on all you people. <laughs> Suck it, you know, basically. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, Spotify, (laughs) we're on them all. And also, uh, just in case anyone's out there, I I need you to know this, my Facebook account was hacked. So what? what I need you to do is I need you to hold your finger on the screen and copy it and then go to iTunes <laughs> and leave a five-star review for the Earth Oddity Podcast. All right, there we go. <laughs> if you would like to send an email into the show, you can get us. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to look at pictures we post on That's Instagram right. sometimes, Yeah, you can look at those underscore earthoddity. Pretty regular. And we have a, a somewhat regular Twitter account now, too. You That's can right. follow us on Twitter at underscore earthoddity. Shout out to John Myers the only person who has ever found me on Twitter. <laughs> if all that fails, I think we have a phone number, don't we? We do. It's 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. Call in and tell me how you name your kid Blaze and you hate me <laughs> now. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Dick sweat. Uh, 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 Dick sweat.